Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, personal trainer for over 12 years. I started on a completely different career path and headed into personal training with just a piece of paper that said I could do it. I learned along the way, building a successful personal training career in commercial gyms, privately and remotely. And now I'm here to help you, whether you're a new grad, a career changer, or somebody who's already a pro just looking to get better. I'm sharing what I know, the stuff the textbooks didn't teach you, and bringing on other colleagues to share their experiences. And I'm doing it with compassion, big smiles, and a lot less bravado than you've come to know in the fitness industry. I'm happy you're here. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. I'm excited to be here today. Believe it or not, this is the second time I'll be recording this episode. Um, I recorded it. The mic was not connected, so it, it sounded pretty uh, tin canny. Um, so I am recording again, which hopefully means that I am so eloquent um, because I've practiced this whole thing all the way through. As always, I'm grateful for you being here, getting closer and closer and closer to that 100th episode. If you would like to be registered to win a gift card, um, leave a review for this podcast. So that's the, that's the contest. Also, if you just want to leave a review, that's great. If you um, want to leave some stars, you can. But if you'd like to be entered to win the contest, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, then simply screenshot that review sometimes and send it to me either via email or Instagram DM. It's because the names of the um, like usernames don't always match. I don't know who is who in those, but if you could send it to me, that's great. And on the 100th episode, I'll announce those winners. Um, this is to help get the podcast out there, but it is also just so greatly appreciated on my end to be able to hear how you like the podcast, hear what's resonating for you, learn that, that people are appreciating it because I've said it before, but there's kind of no way other than people reaching out to you or leaving ratings and reviews to learn that. So, Thank you very much for that. I'm going to aim to get back on this two-time-a-week schedule, so be looking for that, but I'll I'll try to um, hype it up on Insta and in my email list as well. So I love this topic today because it's near and dear to me because I think it is absolutely essential for being a great trainer, absolutely essential for building your best business, your best personal training business. And that is the three things that you should always be trying to do for your clients, regardless of their goal. In the personal training world, we often answer with it depends, because for so many things, it's going to depend on that individual client's goal on how we approach any number of sort of um, aspects of their training program, of their coaching, of the things that we suggest for them, of how we um, facilitate the session, any of those things. So many pieces of what we do depends on that individual person. But these things, these three things are going to apply to all clients. And 
if you think about that, you can, you can kind of conceptualize just how important they are because they are going to be something that you need to do for every single person. So you need to develop the skills, develop the ability to turn these on or be aware of them every time you're working with a client. And they're just good relating skills. As I say over and over and over again, that is what this job is all about. If we can really focus on doing these three things, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you if you do these three things with all your clients, you will have a successful training business full of clients, a full schedule, the whole deal. I promise. I feel very confident with that. Now, these things are hard to do sometimes. And if you noticed when I said, I said three things you should always be trying to do because we're not perfect. Sometimes we're going to miss the mark and sometimes we're going to have off days. But these are the things that we should be striving for. And they're when not done, they are what oftentimes contributes to people losing business, being unable to keep their clients around, being unable to acquire clients, whatever that may be. So let's get into it. Let's uh, stop being vague. Go ahead, write these down somewhere because I, what I want you to do at the end of this is be able to put this in a place where you will see it before every single session and remind yourself that if you do nothing else in your training session, in your interaction with your clients, but these three things, you're going to already be very successful. Number one is to listen fully. Listen fully. That's one of the three things that we should be trying to do at all times. And what does that mean? One, that means truly listening to someone, hearing what they're saying. It means being able to give them attention. So that's focus. That's being able to tune out things. And that can sometimes be very difficult in a training atmosphere. If you're in a big commercial gym, oh, there is so much going on at all times. You have to be able to tune that out. Um, like many of my former colleagues, um, because I don't work in a commercial gym setting anymore, but uh, I have worked in a few, I will say I'm guilty of it too. We fall prey to sort of staring in the mirror because there are mirrors everywhere. That's just me personally. I am like, I've grown up. When you see a mirror, I stop. Um, and you have to be able to tune that out. You have to be able to, to, Know when the time to be zoned in, to be focused on your client is. And so listening fully requires that kind of full attention that they're paying for. Listening fully also requires not trying to put your own interpretations or your own assumptions ahead of the things that you're hearing. So oftentimes when we're experienced trainers, we believe we've seen it all. We believe we've encountered this issue before. We believe we've encountered this pain or this uh, challenge with an exercise or any of these things. And while we may have experienced or encountered some variation, we have not experienced this individual's unique understanding of what's happening to them. We have never experienced this exact moment because we have never had this individual with this issue, with their history, with their feelings about it. This is all going to be up to that individual. That client 
again, and I've said it before, is the CEO of their own body. And so they will have the best words, the best understanding, the best information about their own experience. And we have to be able to really be listening rather than listening for the answer we want. Similarly with listening fully, it also means being able to listen beyond the words that are being said, being able to listen to the subtext under the text, understanding Learning so much about this person that you can almost anticipate, but not anticipate because you're listening to hear it first. And we get a lot of information about a person, about their experiences, about their feelings in in words, in phrases, in communication that is not surface level. So we're trying to, to sort of see what is under the surface or hear what's under the surface as well. And so we want to present as many options for a client to be able to communicate in lots of different ways. One of the things I'm thinking about in terms of listening fully is making sure that somebody feels like they can communicate something to you, maybe via text that they don't want to talk to you about in person or whatever that may be. We're just kind of opening lines of communication and listening to the things that they're saying. That kind of dovetails nicely into the second one, this sort of second principle, which is making sure they feel safe. This is so important and trumps any idea of what we want them to be able to achieve. It trumps any idea of the perfect exercise or the amount of weight that they should, quote unquote, should be able to do or the access to whatever equipment we have. Making sure someone feels safe is a part of the experience they're paying for and is the only way we can help someone train to their full potential and truly optimize their abilities because we have to have security for us to be able to feel safe enough to try, safe enough to fail. That's a really, really important thing for me. Personally, I, I, that concept is, is always in my mind. I want someone to feel so comfortable with me and safe in my environment that they feel like they can try the thing and it's okay if it doesn't go well. We're asking people to push past what they believe their physical limits are. So we've got to be sure that they can do that. And we've got to be sure that they know that we're going to be there one way or another. We also need them to know that we're really thinking about their safety. That's both in a physical sense, but also like an emotional sense we often forget that in training because we are so comfortable in the gym. But you know, I've said it before, the gym is a vulnerable place for people. We have to understand that vulnerability, anticipate it, and make them feel like they are okay. So that sometimes has to do with like not doing that exercise because it makes them feel vulnerable. It sometimes means moving to a different part of the gym because they feel on display in this space. It's making sure that they know they can tell you that they don't feel okay doing that exercise and they know they're not going to get chastised for it or an eye roll or whatever that may be. I think I've told this story on this podcast before, but I'm not sure because sometimes I use it in a class I teach. I was training a client in like 2014. Um, He had been training for a long time, trained with a 
trainer before me, had a lot of success, was so bought into personal training. He was so bought into personal training. <laughs> he was such a delight um, that every single session he said, I can't be without this. This is what's keeping me alive. This is what's keeping me feeling my best. I try to tell everybody I know about training. I mean, he literally said that every single session. It was a delight. Um, but he also, his wife would come in with him and she would go and do workouts on her own. And one time I asked, I was like, oh, why does your wife, um, you know, work out on her own? And he said, well, after he started training and it was so successful for him and it really sort of changed his outlook on life and he was feeling better and stronger, he encouraged her to go try a trainer and she set up a complimentary session. She worked with a trainer for the complimentary session one time. They, they asked her to do box jumps. She said, I do not feel comfortable doing that. I think I'm going to fall. They insisted. She said it again. They insisted. She finally did it because she thought that was kind of like what she had to do. She did get hurt. Part of that, maybe she might have been prepared, but her nervous system was like a wreck because she didn't want to do it. And then she also felt embarrassed, embarrassed in that moment. And this person wasn't listening to her and didn't make her feel safe. In the 15 years after this man had started training and his wife tried it, she had never tried again with a trainer and never would. He said she's never going to do it again. That is a wild impression you left with someone because you felt like you knew what was a better exercise for that person and you weren't listening or making them feel safe. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying you out there because I don't know who it was that trained her. Um, but that's what this is about. Again, you can know all the things about exercise you want. And if that person doesn't feel heard and doesn't feel safe, forget it. Forget it. The third one, make them feel successful. So again, on top of all this, of, of listening, of making them feel safe, they also have to feel like something is going well. A lot of what we do in training, and, and it is like just the most backwards logic to me ever is we tell people your squat is a mess, your internal rotation is limited, you have no shoulder mobility, uh, you know, you're going to have a herniated disc in six months if you don't train with me. Oh gosh, well, I mean, the fear tactics maybe work for someone. I think, personally, those who feel like they have a destination they're working to certainly see the benefits of what's going to come, but also feel like they are successful on a regular basis are going to be more likely to stick with it and to give it their best efforts. Again, it's not just that we're trying to make them continue to do it. We're actually trying to encourage the most effort. You can, you can really half-ass a training session. I want someone to come in fully, give it all they've got. And I do that by making them feel successful along the way. So what are the things that I'm seeing that look good? What are the things I'm seeing that are improving? And while we have a perception of that as the outsider, sometimes the client doesn't. And while you think they understand what they have improved on, they might need to hear it. No one is going to... You can't say it too much. You can't. I really believe that. You can't 
tell someone they're successful too much. You can, you can give a lot of generic stuff too much that doesn't really help. So I would really try to pinpoint on specifics. I see your, your endurance has increased. You could not have done that many sets and reps, um, you know, six months ago. I saw that today when you were really tired, you had a terrible night's sleep that you were able to come in and complete all the things we had planned. You showed up today when you didn't want to show up. Specifics are really helpful. I've mentioned that in a, in a podcast before, but they've got to feel successful. They can't just be feeling successful when they reach that goal because that goal might be three months away, six months away, two years away. They got to feel successful in the every day. And that might mean also that you're sending notes, sending texts, um, communicating in between to encourage them. You can know everything in the world about training. You can know everything about the human body. And if you're not doing these three things, you are not going to have a great training business. That's simple as that. And if you are concerned about lack of knowledge or, or what you still have to learn, if you always focus on these three things first and then continuously put in the efforts to add on to your bag of skill, into your bag of skills, onto your tool belt, whatever you want to call it, you will be successful. So let me remind you of these three things and then I will let you go out into the world. But I want you to look at this. I want you to look at these three things before every session. I, I have done it the last three days because I was coming up with this idea and I was like, okay, you're going to look at these things before you start. Just to remind you, we can all be reminded of the, of the way we can show up our best for our clients. These three things, regardless of that client and regardless of their goal, you're going to listen fully. That's to what they're saying. That's to what isn't being said, but is com- being communicated. That is not what you want to hear, but what they're actually saying. You're going to make them feel safe. That is from both a physical standpoint, an emotional standpoint, of from the, the kind of being aware of the kind of vulnerability every session requires. And then you're going to make them feel successful. And not when they hit a specific goal, but... At, at regular intervals along the way, every single session, they should, they should understand what they did that was a positive. That can be effort. That can be actual exercise or activity, whatever that may be. You can do those things. And if you can do those things, they're really, really going to appreciate you. Okay, I won't take any more of your time. I am, as always, very grateful that you would take the time to listen that is, uh, it is not lost on me when I look at like the downloads that people listened to me talk. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to talk more about this or anything else, or you have an idea or a question for the podcast, you can reach me via email, Betsy at bfosterstrong. That's the letter bfosterstrong.com. Or you can send me an Instagram DM that's at foster underscore strength. All right, go do amazing things. And until next time, bye.